Hey guys, and welcome to what's hopefully not the last episode of the season, and it's the kickoff to playoffs. It's Bears Brunch. It's 11 a.m. on a Sunday, and Christina Gonzalez is back with us. How are you? In pain, but you know, I'm thinking that's just an adult thing, part of everyday life now, you know, so. Right. You, you well, know, I've those, Yeah, the, uh, the wakeboarding, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you know, and I just learned last summer, too, and apparently uh, the injury I sustained was a 1% chance of happening, so. Hey, you got to love those odds. I got a lot or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I mean, if you would have bet that one on the uh, monkey knife fight, I don't think that would be a good payout. I would have had a great payout on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, uh, I've realized that now, like, even when I sleep, the opposite side of my body I lay on hurts. Yeah, it's just, yeah, 25 years as an athlete, and really the only injury I sustained as a soccer player, I tore my ACL when I was 15, no issues, learned to wakeboard, messed up my whole back, and it <laughs> uh, The stupid thing is, I would still get back on a wakeboard, be like, nah, it's not going to happen again. <laughs> Right, yeah, you've already got the 1%, you got 99% of it. Well, and the good thing is, you know, the dislocation was atypical, so instead of my femur popping out, it popped in, so the likelihood of it happening again is pretty small, I've been told, but, uh, well, I don't, you've got like four months to decide. Yeah, I got a little bit. 2021's got to be a way better year anyways, right? I'm hoping so, I'm going to really see how 2021 goes before I, uh, jump back on a wakeboard this summer. So I was really upset that I didn't see one of those posts of like some like really done up edited picture of you. That's like, guys, I know 2020 has been such a shit season, but 2021. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my style to jump on there and be like, list all the shitty things that happened in 2020, but looking forward to 2021 with like one of these. Yeah, <laughs> we we missed the ball on that one. We should have done a whole team deal on that. Yeah, I guess so. That's kind of a um, more of a Gen Z trend pose, I guess. Yeah. Sadly, the- I am technically a millennial since I was born in 91, which I hate that fucking term because I was born in 91, almost the 80s. So I really don't think I'm a millennial. But hey, what- I was in the 80s and I'm a millennial. Yeah, I just, I hate, oh, millennials, Here, like, if you're born in the 2000s, you should be a millennial, you know? Yeah. But I guess you're, I'm Gen Z, so, you know, however they want to phrase it. Well, the Gen Zs, you know, millennial, Gen Z, I, I love it when older people, they think that's the trendy thing to talk about, and they'll ask you, like, what are you? And I'm like, uh, I, I'm just a guy, and they're like, no, like, Gen X, Gen, Gen Z, uh, millennial, what are you? And I was like, uh, I'm a, I'm a millennial. <laughs> So. I'm a struggling adult. That's yes. what I identify as. Right. I still haven't even got my $600 yet. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All my family seem to have got theirs, but, uh, you know, they've, um, we'll they, see how that goes. They lost yours. 
Well, hopefully it goes just as good as last week when the Bears beat the Jaguars 41 to 17. It was a great game. Yep. Um, I had the Jaguars scoring 17. I felt good about that. I went a little under on the Bears prediction there. But they played lights out. Uh, 265 yards, two TDs, one interception from Mitch Trubitsky. He is showing that he can work through some of those struggles that he had early on in the season. And he's a mobile quarterback and can get us out of a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's really um, the advantage for him over Foles that we were talking about earlier, Um, you know, when they were debating, you know, is it going to be Foles or Trubisky after he came back from injury? But, um, you know, really having a mobile quarterback gives you just so much, so so many more options. And, you know, it makes the, um, you know, play pass option a lot bigger of a threat because not only are you going to have to, you know, spy him in the pocket, but if he gets loose, you're going to have to, you know, hold someone in the middle, a safety or someone over top, just in case he decides to take off and scramble. But, uh, you know, really his advantage right now is having Montgomery taken off oh, yeah. these last few games and giving, taking a little pressure off him. So he's, you know, not so, so pressed to pass the ball every time. Yeah. Montgomery's finally hit the stride 95 yards, one touchdown on 23 carries last game. Uh, hopefully he has that same deal. We were talking earlier. He's got a, Decent little record against them against the Green Bay the last game that he played, mm-hmm. um, getting like nine point four average yards per carry. So, yeah, I mean, when you're averaging nearly a first down on every single carry, you know that's obviously a stat. Hopefully, he lives up to this game. But again, the Packers' uh, run defense hasn't been great this season either. You know, they're ten games this season they've allowed a hundred yards rushing or more. Um, you know, so I think definitely that plays to advantage of Montgomery, especially, you know, these last few games, what he's done and um, sh- shown. So, you know. Right. Yeah. He's finally hitting that stride of getting 100 yards. Yeah. Rushing, yeah so. You know, I think uh, that's going to be huge is to open up Trubisky and the Bears offense is getting Montgomery going from the start. Well, and, you know, like you were saying, that dual threat quarterback situation with Mitch being a more mobile quarterback, he's been able to open up a lot more play for a lot of guys. You know, Montgomery, your tight ends are getting a lot more looks. Robinson's getting a lot more looks. It's it's a lot of he's really spreading the offense around and showing that when you do that, you can put major points up on the board. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, you know, you definitely don't want a one-dimensional offense, but what's even worse is if you're only targeting a few guys out wide, you know, then the defense knows when you're dropping back to pass who the ball's going to go to and who to double team or uh, to cover over top. But if you have multiple guys getting the ball, then, you know, you really can't go to a double team because you're just going to leave one of the other guys open, so – Right, and I I think it's helped. You know, they kind of reconfigured that O line during the bye week, and uh, they got them a nice little O line combination that seems to be working. But I think one of the reasons why it works is because that offense is so spread out that you don't get a lot of that you know big rush that they were getting there for a while. It was just mm-hmm. let's get to Foles, and that's all we have to do because oh, yeah. he doesn't get out of the pocket, he can't scramble, he can't do really anything. So we just have to flood the pocket. Now you've got Trubisky, like you're saying, you got to keep his safety in the middle for in case he breaks out. You've got Montgomery who's finally hitting his stride and finally getting some holes in places. 
spreading the the passing game out throughout the field, you've now got to have, you know, more than three players in the secondary, basically, because that's how it seemed like most teams were playing was like, all right, we're throwing eight in the box and we're tackling foals. Yeah, I mean, and that makes it very easy because when you stack eight in the box, I mean, not a ton of offensive lines are, are going to be able to stop eight guys rushing you. But, um, you know, too, with Trubisky's mobility, uh, that really limits the defense ability to play a man-to-man. You know, because if you play man-to-man on a quarterback who can rush and take off on his own, all your guys' backs are turned around on their mark. And Trubisky takes off, and he's got, you know, 15, 20 yards easy. So, right. You know, I mean. Well, and, and then, you know, you – that game, it's kind of hard to say, you know, the defense showed up against yeah. the team that doesn't show up. So you got, they got their reps in, they, they kept them to 17 yards, which or I mean, 17 uh, points, which I think was a little high. I gave them, you know, I did pick them 17 there in, in my pick last week, but um, I, the defense, especially this game is going to have to show up against Aaron Rodgers. They do have a plus, which is kind of shitty that we have to call it a plus. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But the the defense has kind of hit that stride, and it's it's really good because a lot of times you see teams fluctuate where defense is really good at the starting of the of the season, and then they start to taper off, and the offense kind of picks up the slack. But right now we're kind of teetering in the right where everything's kind of that shift is finally evening out to where things are looking really good. Yeah. And, you know, too, the defense has, you know, struggled more than they did the first, what, five, six games of the season. They've kind of been more the weak link than the offense has. But, um, you know, hopefully uh, the last, you know, six, seven game stretch, they've been allowing nearly 60 percent conversion on third downs and, you know, 66, 67 percent in the red zone. So, you know, hopefully that's a stat that they don't die by today because if you get Aaron Rodgers down in the, in the red zone, I mean, good, very high chances are he's going to score. Right. Uh, you know, so. I you give, you give him the ball on the three-yard line, if his yeah. end is more than likely he's going to score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's always – this is always a fun game just because the rivalry is so, so big. Um Right now on a monkey knife fight, they've got uh, Aaron Rodgers over under stats sitting at 270 and a half yards for this game. And Mitch Trubisky is two forty six and a half. Mm-hmm. I'd really put Rodgers under for that. Well, especially now that, you know, his star offensive. Yeah. Line is out, so. yeah. Uh, but that's a good time to talk about our monkey knife fight guys. If you're not playing and you want to play like Christina plays, all day, every day. She had to quit her regular job to do it. It's Monkey Knife Fight. It's their daily fantasy sports gaming website for the casual fan. It is simple, fun, and easy to play. Users determine which superstars competing in today's professional sporting events will record more or less than the contest line provided. Monkey Knife Fight's daily fantasy prop games play similar to the salary cap-based DFS games, but without the algorithms, lineups, and most importantly, sharks. There are several contests to choose from, none of which require hours of research required on competing sites. Start with a simple 2-2 or go to the highest payouts, which can be 100 times and higher by selecting an 8-8 eight eight more or less contest. Get started now with a 100% instant match bonus of up to $50 with our promo code BEARSBRUNCH. It's a lot of fun. So like I was saying, 
you just get on right now for monkey knife fight aaron Rodgers over under 270 and a half yards mitch trubisky's over under is 246 and a half Devonte adams over under is uh 18 and a half fantasy points 18 and a half fantasy points if I were going with the safe bet, I'd do under on both quarterbacks on that one. I would too. Allen Robinson's 12 and a half fantasy points over under. Mm. Yeah, with the fantasy points, I'm not as comfortable as just doing a yards or uh, something along those lines. Right. You just never know. Um, I mean, there, and then the, that's the bad thing is like you watch it and you get so close to winning. Oh, yeah. And, and then something happens. Yeah, someone gets injured or the score gets lopsided and they take them out. And then you're like, oh, damn it. Yep. Or then you get like some hurry up at the end of the game offense to try to like move the ball along. And you've got that guy sitting where he three he needed three more receptions to go over and he picked under. And they just keep this little shovel passes out to him. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That is what is going on on Monkey Knife Fight on our end. They've got all the games today play. It's a 325 game today, so I know we were a little bit earlier than what we're used to. The Bears win. You throw the Packers in. They move that game from uh, noon to 325. So you can flow right out of your Giants-Cowboys game right yep. into the Bears, which is another fun game to watch. That whole – shit show that is known as the nfc east yeah so a largely losing team will be representing the nfc east this year but how bad of a losing team will be doing it yeah exactly that's that's really uh what the game today decides is how <laughs> shitty of a team do, does the nfc get to throw in there so nfc right because, because it's what if the cowboys win against the giants and the eagles win the Cowboys make the playoffs? I think so, yeah. Because Eagles are already out. They're already eliminated. So they need the Eagles to win and then Cowboys to win too. So, Right. We've, we're coming up on Black Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a few play. I, th I read something earlier this morning when I was going through some stuff just to finalize the show. Um, it looks like the uh, Eagles will be keeping that old HC, but the Jags are trying to pull in Urban Meyer. So that. That's going to be some. Yeah. If I were Urban Meyer, I'd keep my little cush analyst job. And oh, yeah. Walk into the shit show that is Jacksonville. Right. Well, and that's like the, everybody's like, oh, Tony Romo should coach. Tony Romo should coach. No, Tony Romo should sit there and tell us what quarterbacks are going to do before quarterbacks do it. Yeah. Or do his little Corona commercials or whatever else. Yeah, he does Corona and Skechers. Oh, yeah. Sketch. Yeah. Yeah, Skechers was a cool thing in the 90s, but uh, today I don't know if that's such a great endorsement there. Hey, I was really shocked because um, I'm a big baseball dude, and Clayton Kershaw wears Skechers cleats now. They specially made, yeah, he like got a Skechers endorsement, and he wow. now has Skechers cleats made. Man, you have to do a shit ton. I think some of his Under Armour cleats, Skechers just pays Under Armour to put an S on the side of it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, that's more feasible. I do like Under Armour stuff, but Skechers? Mm. Yeah. I was trying to look for them because I was like, I want a pair of Skechers cleats if they actually exist just for like to put on my shelf or something. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they won't last super long. So then it'll be like a collector's item. Right. right. And they don't have the rocking heel like they used to. You remember those like boat Yeah. Shoes? <laughs> the like big, like 
three inch thick support ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those and the toe shoes, kids that were born in the 2000s will never know about. No. The jelly sandals. Yep. So yeah, Skechers, uh, you, if you keep getting injured like this, you might get a, you might can get you a sponsorship out of them. They're so comfortable. I don't that or some KT tape. I don't know. They could yeah. <laughs> sponsor me. Hell, if it, if it works, tape me up, guys. Right. I had an air, I got an air cast wrist deal one time when I had plantar fasciitis and flipped the airbag around and put it in my arch. Uh-huh. That was the best thing in the world. Like I, I told a buddy about it and he's like, man, you ought to try to like tell him about that. Yeah. So I, I just did. There you go. Well, if you guys are watching at Aircast. So an interesting topic came up this week online and I was kind of curious what Christina thought about this. There is the idea that because of this late season pickup and just complete kind of annihilation of their opponents since the Texans game, uh, has this late season push bought Matt Nagy another year in Chicago? As we talk all the time, Nagy and Pace should never be anywhere near Chicago again except to be there maybe for when they play against the Chicago Bears, mm -hmm. but many people think that since good old Mitch came in, might be saving the old Matt Nagy a job. Uh, maybe. Um, I mean, really, I think if the Bears win this game, I don't see the Bears organization cutting Nagy loose, um, especially with, you know, the odds stacked against them after a five-game losing strength and you know, if they win today or if the Cardinals lose, um, you know, coming back and making the playoffs after that. So it's it, it would be really hard, I think, for any organization to have a team, you know, surprisingly make the playoffs or make this late run and then fire the coach. Right. Even though I hate it personally, I would be like, eh, you know, we have a lot better options, you know, just. I think, honestly, it's just mainly the culture with Nagy and Pace uh, that really needs to be fixed. And I don't see them just, you know, making a run into the playoffs and maybe getting beat first or second round, correcting the culture. Right. Um, I think it just needs to be a top-down scrubbing of the, the organization, honestly. Right. But, and our GoFundMe account has not really made us a lot of money enough to buy the Bears. So we're kind of stuck there. Baby steps. Made a good push, guys. Thanks for uh, ending 2020 on top. We've got uh, 56 bucks for us, so that should buy us a few pizzas for the playoffs. Well, maybe you should uh, petition Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. They're in the race now for $250 billion, so yeah, it'd be a drop in the bucket for them. I know. I mean, that would leave them probably... A part you know, of a one-second profit for them to buy the Bears. That would be so great. They would probably try to change the name to like the Amazon Bears or something like that. Yeah, probably. Or they'd have to buy all their gear from Amazon. But I mean, they literally could. So it wouldn't be that yeah. deal. But I, I feel personally responsible for making Jeff Bezos a billionaire from all my Amazon purchases. So I would I would rather a team like I feel like the Jags are owned by Wish. Like that's where they should get their football equipment from. Yeah, a little bit. It's like, you know, those uh, memes where it's like, the wish version and then like whatever the online version you try to order from. Yeah. The Jags have the wish version of what you tried to order. Online. Right. 
I saw the funniest one the other day that was like, um, OnlyFans is the wish of Pornhub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's great. That's that's hilarious. Uh, the things that happened in 2020. The Bears had a weird season, and that's, you know, new year, new us, right? Yeah, that's maybe, maybe, you know, but I don't but, know whether to take 2021 as a new beginning with, you know, this area getting five, six inches of snow the morning of 2021, or if that's just a bad sign, like, hey, 2021 is just about to shit on all of you. So, right. Well, that was the weird thing was like in Tulsa, because, you know, 44 runs through Tulsa. Yeah. Like south of 44 and 75 just look like a normal winter day in Oklahoma where there's just grass that's dead. And yeah. then you go like 169 and 71st had like an inch and a half of snow. Yeah, we got probably I, I woke up that morning, maybe like 830 and looked outside. I was like, oh, shit, it snowed. And it was yeah. like four or five inches of snow. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then it was gone by, up here at least, it was gone by like four o'clock. Yeah. So we didn't have to worry about it anymore. It is going to be a cold day today in Chicago, though. So it's uh, looking like it's going to be about 34 degrees with a wind at about eight miles per hour at game time. So uh, you live in Chicago and it's January. You know it. Green Bay, it's not like you've got a team with an advantage. They both play outdoor stadiums in really yeah. cold places. Yeah. So, but back to the Matt Nagy situation. Uh, Matt Nagy is signed through 2021. So, really, all it would be is like, let's give him this next year to see what happens. Let's just let and him get out of the contract. And if not, you know, just cut him loose. Not, you're not going to have to pay him out a ton. You know, it's not like he has an additional five years left on his contract. So, Right. Well, and that might give time for Mr. Uh, Fitz over there at Northwestern, you know, another year or something like that. I really do think that's going to be who they push for. I mean, if someone doesn't scoop him up already after his season at Northwestern, you know, that's that's kind of the caveat there. Do you pull the trigger or you wait another season to risk, you know, your your top guy uh, getting right. scooped up by someone else? So, Well, he says – I would only leave Northwestern for the Bears. Yeah. And everybody says that until you're shown that money. That until they get shown the money. And then they're like, hey, I'm all for this organization. They've got a lot of great players, you know. Right. So, yeah, money talks. So, yep. let's be realistic here. If he gets shown the right amount of money to go to fucking Jacksonville, he'll go to Jacksonville. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, everybody says, oh, I want to coach this, I want to coach that. And as you keep climbing those tiers of coaching and you realize that this is so much more obtainable, like there's guys that I want to be the best high school basketball coach. Well, okay, now junior college and small D3, D2 schools are calling. Now you want to be the best D2 coach in the world, and now you want to go to D1. It, it never ends. So just because you say I'll only take a Bears job does not mean that you will only take a Bears job. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we still got to finish out the season with Matt Nagy, which Bill Lazor has really come through for the offense. I think mm -hmm. that – that I think above Mitch saving Nagy's job, I think it's Bill Lazor that's going to save Nagy's job if he gets this if he gets the next year. Very well could be. Um, or it could be Pagano losing it for him if the defense does not step up. So Yep, and that's going to be a hard game to step up. You've got to play the best game of your life because today is the age-old rivalry. It is Packers and 
Bears, 325, as we were talking about. Uh, it's actually got moved to the national uh, game, so anybody can watch that, it, like us, if you're outside of the Chicagoland area. But it's a big game, and we were talking earlier. Uh, go ahead and fill everybody in on who is out today for the Green Bay Packers. David Bakhtiari. We worked on that so much pre-show. We did. We did actually have the pronunciation right, but you got to just double check. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a big offensive lineman for Aaron Rodgers. He's yeah. going to feel as comfortable in the pocket with him out. Well, it looked like it was a knee injury and it happened during practice. I yeah. Think. Thursday practice is what yeah. I read. And uh, Aaron Rodgers says that he is still in the mourning process. Mourning. I mean, it's so, like the guy died. Yeah, that seems like a rather decrepit statement. But, uh, I mean, for a knee injury, which is very common in football and most sports. so Right. It's um, dramatic, but, you know. Well, it gives him more time to chug beers at the Bucks games. Yeah, right? Man, that guy, like, two seconds to down a beer and – then they pan over to Aaron Rodgers, and he's gingerly taking about 30 seconds to down his pints. And it's like, hmm. Well, you got to look at the size difference, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bakhtiari is like, what, probably pushing 300? Oh, easy. So, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, what, probably 190, maybe 200 on, on a good day? Yeah. he's uh, He definitely... You know, they, they're, he's a big old boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, now I'm curious on him. He's, uh, but yeah, he's out. Uh, that does not help that O-line situation. That helps the defense for the Bears. That gives them oh, a spot to uh, attack. 6'4", 310 pounds is what his uh, measurement is as of start of the season. Wow, yeah. Big boy, uh, big hole to fill, and um, I don't really think that they they're next in line. He's the best non-position player that Green Bay has. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sign an extension this year. He's the force to be reckoned with. So missing him on the offensive line, I think, will definitely make Rogers a little bit more uncomfortable in the pocket. Right, it makes him have to make a little bit more of some quicker decision-making in the pocket, getting out of the pocket. Devontae Adams is always going to be a big target. Yes, and he's had a, a really good season. So yeah, really getting on him is going to be huge for the defense or limiting the number of targets or catches he gets is going to be big for them. Right. And, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, we kind of had that little cushion there where the Rams have kind of had some upsets here and there in the season. And that's really the, you know, that was going to be the, the fallback. If the, if they lose today against the Packers right. is the Rams win, but now the Rams don't have Jared Goff. They've got 25 year old financial analyst. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what his name is, but uh, played in the AAF. Did you see his picture? Like the dude looks like he's like five five. Yeah, like yeah maybe not a big dude. Sixty pounds, maybe you know, dripping wet, one hundred and sixty yeah. pounds. He, he, he looks like a he looks like a kicker. Yeah, he he really does. Like on or a, a jockey. I don't know which. Right. Um, but <laughs> both are wee little men usually. Yeah, but at least you know, 
a kicker, like, I don't, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I'd rather have a kicker in there than a little jockey as my quarterback. So well, it was, I know it was like back late nineties, early two thousands. I think it was the, the jets played a punter because they didn't have a, like both of their quarterbacks went out. They didn't have a third string quarterback. So they had to play the punter and he actually like scored a touchdown and Ooh. yeah. I mean, punters. Sometimes they, people talk you. Well, they, they also, you know, they throw in those sneak plays every once in a while. It's like, well, I'll just throw the ball 50 yards down the field and hopefully you catch it. Like that's kind of how they do it. Wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Wide open. No one's there. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of the deal now is uh, it went from, we need to win against green Bay to we need to win against green Bay because this Rams game is probably going to be just this side of murder. Um, so with that, this is the time for the defense to really kind of get back into their stride, get get things clicking to where, okay, now we really need to put the pressure on Aaron Rodgers. You have to put the pressure on Aaron Rodgers. You have to get that, what was it, if he throws an interception, your chances go up to 50%. Yeah, he, he drops to a win percentage of about 500. So. Right, so they've got to get the pressure, make him make mistakes early on in the game, and then – Mitch Trubisky's got to get out there on the field and play the game of his life. Oh yeah, this is the game of his life. Once you can get into the, uh, once you get into the playoffs, things teams can always settle out. I mean, people talk about losing records in the playoffs like it's something weird. The New York Giants went in and beat the undefeated New England Patriots with a losing record. Yeah. You know, playoffs is just a completely different landscape. Kind of all those records and everything from the uh, regular season just goes down the drain. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter. You see so often these teams coming in as uh, division champs, you know, maybe losing one or two games, end up getting beat, you know, second, third round by a team who barely made it into the playoffs. So, you know, kind of anything goes, unfortunately, for for those teams who won the division, but maybe good for the bears if they end up, you know, skating through today. Well, and that'll be awesome. I really, I mean, you know, the, the bears, I think where they're at right now, this is the best time for them. They're coming okay. off of good wins. Um, I, I really do think that, you know, that especially that Texans win, mm -hmm. you know, when there was all the talk about how the bears passed on, you know, Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and they signed Mitch Trubisky, um, I think that was a good positive uptick for him. I think that was really kind of brought the upswing. He took that time off and he came back and did something with it. Yeah. And so you've got to, you've got to look at that. I mean, that's something that's big. Uh, so he's got to come to play in Montgomery right now, lights out averaging, you know, 85 86 yards in the past few games i know his upswing has been like he had like 300 and something yards over the last six games as opposed to the last nine he's played yeah. like three times better than what he was uh, and i i don't think it's he's playing better than what he was i think he's just being given a better opportunity to play who and play up to who david montgomery can be on a football field yeah absolutely and they definitely need that uh the running game to show up today need yeah. him to show up in a big way so, you know, th these are all things that have, have really worked is that that offense and rushing, as you were saying, 10 games, 100 yards um, in 10 games for the defense on 
Green Bay giving up on rushing yards, this could be the time that we really see a lights out game from David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, this is the prime time for him to do it coming off, you know, the last few games where he's really hit a stride and then also a struggling rushing defense for the Packers. So, right. Kind of all the ingredients for him to have a big game today. Yeah. It's, it's looking like a, uh, I feel good about it. I know looking at your pick and looking at my pick, uh, there's going to be a little bit of a difference there. Um, we'll actually get into that in just a second. But uh, and your your coffee has shipped, by the way, and Woo! we'll talk about them. Yes, Death Ink Coffee, our good friends out in California who loves the show. They love everything that we do. Love Bears Brunch. I'm working on a Bears Brunch coffee blend. That's what I'm thinking. Ooh. Yeah, have Maybe that in the mornings. Highly caffeinated, and I'm a fan. Yes. High, highly caffeinated, lots of fun. You can even it out with a little Bailey's cream if you feel like you're too caffeinated. Get a little bit of the uh, you know, the mellow cream in there. But we will uh, listen to them, and then when we come back, we'll have those picks brought to you by Papa John's. Enjoy it. And thank you guys, deathinc.coffee. You can get on, subscribe, and every month they will send you some coffee. Also, if you guys are in the mood of buying shit, buy our shit. It's uh, deepinshytown.com. Um, I think we've gotten like $200 already sent in, and that's all from Christina because she wants it all. Yes, I do. Get, Especially get, the beanies. Do what? Especially the beanies. I'm oh, all a good beanie, so... So this weekend, um, uh, you know, over the uh, over the deal, uh, New Year's, I showed a lot of people are really liking the sports bra, the boobs. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big seller for sure. I, I, I they were like, oh, that's so awesome! Like, and some people were like, I don't get it, but they were like, yeah, it's just you know, that's what it is. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, check it out. It's deepinshytown.com. We have all the shops you can find where to listen to us, watch us. But right now, we're going to get into our predictions brought to you by Papa John's, Better Ingredients, Better Pizza, Papa John's. Love saying that. I feel so big and bad when I say it. Mm-hmm. Here we are Bears and Packers. All right, Christina, go ahead and tell people how you feel about today's game. I still have Green Bay. 28-21. Do you think it's going to be a shootout and Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and do his normal Last Aaron Rodgers? drive pulls out the win, probably, right? unfortunately, for all of us, but especially Bears fans. You would like to think that Bill Lazor is sitting there and like the, num- the, the thing that he starts – 
meetings with and the things that he ends meetings with and even position coaches as well. If we are tied and it's in your driving down the field, I don't care. Lay down at the two yard line. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do not give him an opportunity to come back and, uh, you know, pull out a last minute win per year. Right. Well, I can't remember who it was earlier this season. Um, there was one where some I, one of them, somebody was laying down. I think it was Bark, not Barkley. Um, cannot remember, but it was a running back, and he was trying to lay down and not score, and he just had too much momentum, and they literally pushed him in, <laughs> and like the other team's like, yeah, like they scored another touchdown because they're like, well, we can go down and score now. We can we can win. <laughs> yeah. So, there's one too that was something similar where like a running back broke off a long play. They already had the uh, they had the win secured and he chose not to score the touchdown, ran out of bounds or something, or laid down or about the five yard line, and it was like someone had bet big on the score. And if he had just scored, they would have made the line. And they're like, You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> right. I love those that's the best part on Monday is going back and watching those games where like the spread's been covered or something like that, like that Seahawks Eagles game. People yeah. were losing their minds over the outcome. Yeah. Just like those guys on Barstool that, you know, with Kyler Murray versus uh, I can't remember who they were playing, but last minute, like last second Hail Mary pass, like had 50 grand on the game for the opposing team to win. And, you know, DeAndre Hopkins pulls it down in between three defenders and they end up winning the game. And all the guys in there are just like, yeah, looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. I know I, that game. And I, there was another one. Like, I remember reading some stuff online, like on Reddit and stuff where like people were like, we've got to get a class action lawsuit against the NFL. Like we've had our mathematicians run it. The probability of this happening was so low, like. Roger Goodell must have got a call from Vegas, and I was like, oh, this is so good. I mean, you could try, but uh, that's going to be really damn hard to sue the whole NFL for, you know. Yeah. I don't know what, what the charge would be, I guess. Be throwing throwing games, you know. Games, you know, but yeah, it's pretty hard getting... to prove, you know, unless there's some uh, some sort of paper trail there. Or, you know, recorded calls. So, yeah. Good luck finding that. Yeah. Good luck beating the biggest, you know, I think the NFL has more clout than the government does. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was going to say, it's like trying to sue the government, the whole damn government for some shit. And you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to take you down. No. Yeah, they'll, they'll just be like, they'll just send someone out to take care of you. So, right. Here, we'll just give you your money back. Are you cool with that? Just leave us alone. <laughs> well, I am being a lot more generous. I believe in the heart of the Chicago Bears. I believe in Mitch Trubisky. I believe that the defense can capitalize on the misfortune of the Green Bay Packers O-line. So I am going 28-17. to 17. I believe that there will be a forced interception within the first half up our chances and that things will get rolling. I know their really home field advantage doesn't mean anything this season since no fans are there. Maybe the blue tarps that cover makes you feel a little bit more homely than if the green tarps were up. I don't know the difference, but 28-17 is what I've got. 
So yeah. hopefully, hopefully I'm right. Music is more accurate than mine. Yeah, we, we definitely need that. Yeah. So today, 325, we will find out what's going on. And if they win, we will have playoff editions of our show. Yes. If not, we'll probably do like a 30-minute show just to uh, keep you guys happy through the off-season. We've also got Bulls Deep that started up last week with the NBA season. Find that at 8.30 on Sunday night. And next week, Hawks Talks, all NHL Blackhawks, will be on. And I believe Christina is going to be joining me for that as well. will be, yes. It's a lot of fun. So thank you guys for watching. Check out deepinshytown.com. You'll find more content, things like that. Happy 2021, guys. Uh, should be a great season for us. We are planning on taking over the world, or at least taking over Chicago and giving you better sports news. That's the plan. So this now gives you an extra football game to watch, and you can be drunk before the game. Which we know going in, that's what we need more of, drunk Chicago Bears fans. Probably. <laughs> the internet needs it. Maybe not your family, but the internet. Think about other people. Yes. So until next week, guys, hopefully we will have a nice playoff shirt for you guys for sale tomorrow morning that you can buy. If not, we will continue on. Just remember today, get some brunch, get some food, and always bear down. And until next week, guys, we'll see you.